Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 it's me, Tiffany, the budgetista. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, it's Mandy. Hope everyone's having a nice post 4th of July back at work, if you're working and not on vacation somewhere. (laughs) All right. Tell me about Essence Fest. I can't wait to hear all about it. Oh my goodness. So many people gave me double hugs, one for me and one for you. And although I did want to take like pictures but I mean I took a few but honestly it was it was just so packed somebody literally just posted on Instagram the perfect description of Essence Fest it was they said um Essence Fest both too much and not enough there were so many people they said that the numbers almost doubled um everyone even like so whenever you go to Essence you know obviously you're taking like Ubers all the natives were like yo we've never in the history of all things New Orleans ever seen crowds like this wow ever like it, it was so bad. Like I, I had to walk everywhere. Like even though, like typically, like you know, they have like a car. If you're speaking for a brand, we'll pick you up and take you to the um, to the the convention center. No, it was just shorter to walk the half a mile. Can you imagine, like full face sweating in a New Orleans heat? Like I'll just walk the Ooh, half a mile. Because, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. But at the same time, you know, the food was still amazing. The people were so great. There was no major incident. It was just girls trip, you know. The Queen Latifah effect. Yeah, for real. And but like other than that, though, you know, Essence Fest was was awesome. I mean, Mary J. Blige, that was my favorite day. I didn't I don't usually go to all the concerts. I usually pick one day to like kind of hang out. And I went Saturday and Mary like just ooh, she performed her heart out. How is um, she? Remember last year when you came back from Essence Fest and you were just like, man, I went to this session and yeah. like Mary J. Blige spoke and everyone seemed so depressed. How is she? She seems more feisty now. Like she was just on stage like, y'all already know what I'm going through. You know all my business anyway. And I'm happy to be rid of him. But now he's trying to take me through all this other stuff. But that's okay. So she's like come out of the hope. My life is the worst too. You know what? He not gonna steal my joy. We were like, yes, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to her for being so transparent about it. Yeah, and it was just so funny because she was like, y'all know, you know what, y'all know my business, so let's just do this. And she literally said that, and I was like, look at Mary. And <laughs> so yeah, she seemed like in a better space. Like definitely, I'm going through it, but I'm I'm past the worst of it. Like he's gone, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so but honestly, it was just good times. I have to say, like. You know, New Orleans is just an amazing city. The food is amazing. 
The people are so, 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 so nice. Um, there's so many things to do and see at Essence Fest. You just can't even take it all in. Um, yeah, so, you know, it was just amazing times. What were some of you, did you get to go into any sessions or were you like too busy um, no. with other stuff? Yeah, no, I didn't even like last year. I think the major one I really wanted to go to, like I ha- I wanted to go see Oprah, you know, because so, obviously, I mean, it's Oprah. Um, but no, because uh, Thursday when we landed, Thursday's not, I call it like the unofficial day. Um, Friday, I was like working most of the day and Saturday I worked especially most of the day. And honestly, Sunday, my sisters and I, I just wanted to enjoy. So we just did the convention center. We went to eat. Um, the hotel we were staying in, um, the, um, the restaurant in the hotel, it's called old 77. That's the name of the hotel. The, the chef won a James Beard award, which was like huge, you know? And so we wanted to like try it. And so we just had like an eating day on Sunday. So no, no real like sessions other than the ones that I, I, you know, was speaking at. What your sister's just running around enjoying the whole time. Yeah. Well, a lot this this time, you know, that my sister Tracy especially, she um wanted to kind of come and see like what it looked like behind the scenes. Um, so you know, because you it's it's different, you know. And I can honestly I've not I have not gone to Essence Fest where I wasn't a speaker. Um, so she definitely said it was a different experience because last year she they did a lot more kind of like touristy stuff and this year you know, when you're a speaker, they're like, go to this room, put on this mic, da da da. Are you ready? Go ahead. Here's it you know, so it's She's like, it was fun, but it's just a different experience. So, but they, they said they really enjoyed themselves. What were some of the panels that you did? Like what were, what were some of like the most interesting things people said on the panels that you did? Well, I did, um, probably my, my favorite panel was for Ford on, um, Saturday. I did, they really have this big push for, um, black women entrepreneurs right now at Ford. And, um, they did a pitch contest where some really dope women who had amazing businesses, they pitched to me, which I was like, this is fun. Um, and so I have to kind of whittle them down into to three finalists and then um the dream catchers and y'all will see it soon you guys will get to vote and um the winner will win um a two-year lease for ford explorer um to to use toward growing their business and so that was really fun just to see people's pitches and be like oh like it's hard it's hard because ford is one of the major major sponsors so there's like Ford, i think like um uh mcdonald's Coca-Cola and uh, Walmart. And so they're like the four major sponsors. So they have huge stages in the convention center. So you, like we were sitting on the main, main stage where like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people are watching. So it was definitely nerve wracking. And I was like, Ooh, better y'all than me. Cause I'd be nervous too, but they all rocked out. And so that was probably the funnest. And, um, well, what also, were some um, of the businesses? Can you talk about the businesses? Like what some of yeah. them are? Um, so there is one that you guys might know, um, called, um, her name is Arsha Jones. She has a business called Capital City where she makes something called mumbo sauce. Are you familiar, Mandy, with like what mumbo sauce is? It's like Mm -hmm. a, it's like a, that I've heard of. Yeah. So it's like a DC kind of like Maryland kind of like, uh, I don't, do you know the taste of it? I don't think I've ever had it. I've heard it's like a, like a tangy barbecue slash it's a specific sauce to that region. Right. Right. I've never tried it before, but I've heard of it. I wonder if so, it has Old Bay in it, if it's from Maryland. Yes, right? But it's very, um, like, if you're from that area, you know mumble sauce. But she's the first person to um, to make it... Um, to like make it into like a business. So she bottled it, created her own version of it. And I mean, it's like in like all of these stores, I believe it's in like Target. Um, she, she's like in big box stores. So she owns like some crazy 
size warehouse where she like, you know, ships and bottles her, her mumble sauce. So it was just a dope business. I was like, why is she pitching to me? I need to be sitting here pitching her. But that was a dope one. Um, there's a young woman named Lola who owns Lola International, I believe, makeup. So she does um, celebrity makeup. She did mine that day. So she was awesome. Um, there was uh, another woman, which I love her. Her business is called Sanai Applesauce. So she, um, I guess after doing some research, she found that applesauce is actually really, really healthy, but that adults tend to think of applesauce as like a kid treat. So she wanted to change that by creating like an adult applesauce where like the packaging was adult. It was really healthy for you, all fresh ingredients. So that was really nice. Um, and then there was a, like one in particular called the honey pot, which I thought was dope. Um, black woman who, who found out she had, I think bacterial vaginosis or something was suffering for it for a while only to find out that like, you know, that she could have through like special herbs or whatever that you could basically like, you know, vag vaginal health. And so she created a, a business to help, um, women, especially women of color, take care of our, you know, our um, vaginas. I said vaginals. <laughs> I love that you had to say the word vagina like six times in the 30 second period. That was impressive. Show <laughs> so vaginals and check girl. A, Clean badge club. Um, that's awesome. So, it, so you yeah, can control really your vaginal health by the things that you, what is, so what does she sell? Like, um, it's like, a, you know, what? Let me see. it's literally called, I know. I know. And honestly, I was like, you know what? More power to her because, you know, to get up on stage and to share like, oh, hey, I had vaginosis, by the way. You know, like, so she sounds like, um, she's, it's like this, I don't, I'm looking at it now. It's like, it looks like this pump where I guess she sells um, wipes, um, feminine plant-based care, um, herbal infused pads with wings. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't even know she sold pads. Look at me. Was I paying attention? Um, so she, it looks like she sells kind of like, um, 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 things to, you know, clean your vagina as well as like pads to make sure that, you know, you are protecting yourself because a lot of times I never heard that, that, well, I guess I kind of knew that sometimes there's like a lot of unsafe levels of chemicals in those pads and your vagina is, you know, it's an opening. And so like, you know, these, these chemicals can can easily creep up inside and and, and make and for an unhealthy and vagina. Yes, vagina. <laughs> vagina. We could do a whole vagina, vagina episode. I love. I'm loving where this conversation is going. I could talk about vaginal health like all day, every day. I know. And honestly, I was like, should I be Simon Carroll? Like, should I be Paula Abdul? Should I be Randy? You know, but no, it honestly, it was all fun. And honestly, everybody rocked out. So it was more so like me just giving like positive feedback, like, oh, I love how you, you know, shared how you forward to, to, you know, take your business to the next level. Or I love that, you know, so many of the women, I just love women because so many of them, like their businesses were based in service. And if it wasn't naturally inclined to be based in service, they had somehow weaved service into their business. And I was like, you guys are just amazing, you know? So yeah, it was just a really great time. Meanwhile, in the rest of the world, what's happening? Um, so two things I noticed. One, it's like businesses are getting rid of straws. Have you noticed this like the summer when everyone realized how horrible straws are for the environment and they're like all Starbucks just announced they're getting rid of their plastic straws by 2020. Really? Um, yeah. And in place of it, they're creating an adult sippy cup, which is like, oh. just imagine like, I don't know, they're calling it a sippy cup probably just for the headlines, but I think it's more like, it's probably going to be like kind of the lids 
with like a raised opening like you get on a coffee cup or something, a disposable coffee cup. Okay. Um, I don't know. I went to I went to this resort and they were anti straw. You had to beg for a straw to get one there, and if you did, it would be like the paper kind of straws. Um, so that's cool if you want to be you know do your part for the environment. Request no straw when you go to a restaurant. Um, and then I guess Bitcoin is not doing too hot because now I'm starting to see Bitcoin headlines again. Um, yeah. It's been a while since we talked about Bitcoin. How is your your Bitcoin? Don't you have a little stash of Bitcoin on the side that you were? Playing I with. bought a, a, I did. I bought like a hundred dollars worth, and then you know. So even though obviously it wasn't gonna like break the bank, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm a chicken for losing money. So after like losing like half of it, I was like, you know what? I'll just take my fifty dollars and run. You know what? I can't <laughs> you did. You cut your losses. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> I couldn't. I was like, I can't take. It. I can't take. It. I can't take it. So because I wanted to just see like what's all the bust. For one, I wanted to see like how do you like you know buy it? Is it as easy as people say? And I also wanted to see was it as easy to get your money back? And honestly, it as far as like when it was when you sold it, and it was. But I was just like I I am a super late adopter. So by the time I bought it, it was way past its prime, and it was like, girl, you should have bought me like ten years ago. So. Yeah, I'm I'm a proud Bitcoin deserter. <laughs> no, it's such care. a it's such a smart way to learn. I learned the exact same thing. I I put a hundred dollars into this one company that I thought had really good. Like I went to this restaurant all the time, and I just ha- I was like, man, I just want to like buy some stock with the Robinhood app. So I chose that company. I put a hundred bucks in, and things were going really well until their next quarterly report came out, and they announced they were closing like twenty. Um, stores because they had expanded too rapidly and then the stock I think I'm yeah I think I've lost about like 45 of those $100 and I'm sitting here like Mm -hmm. what do I do now Um, but it's like also oh yeah this is why I don't invest in single stocks (laughs) yeah yeah honestly I do like Robin Hood for that because it's a very very like it's kind of like safe place to be like, let me buy this one stock and then freak out when I lose my $2, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. So I do that all the time. Like if I get like hot stock tips, I'm like, ooh, I, I finna buy this one $2 stock. Oh, you know what? No, I knew it. I knew it. it's too much. I can't do this. Well, do you want to take some Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook street headlines, see what folks are saying. Sure. Let's check the Twitter. You, know, you know what? I forgot in our last um in our last episode that we talked about how we met our booze. People really love that. I was like, oh, y'all so nosy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I love it. You know, like um, so you guys really enjoyed that. And so we got some great feedback. Um, let's see, Arnell. This is in on um, Twitter, Arnell Prophet. Her Twitter handle is, oh, she did that. Oh, that's cute. Oh, she did that. Okay, Arnell. She said, at the BA Podcast, episode 134, I love how you named it. Love the story about how Tiff met Superman. All the feels when she talked about the sweet things he does. My love language is acts of service, so it spoke volumes. I want that, too. Oh, dating over 40 is a struggle. Oh, Arnell. Yeah, honestly, like, I mean, you know, I met... Superman, and we started like really dating like mid mid thirties. That was a struggle too, child. So yeah, I mean, there's no people will tell you, oh, you gotta just do this, you gotta just do that. No, I felt hopeless for a long time, like I wasn't gonna find anybody. I just decided to open myself up to a to love looking differently than than what I kind of like what I kind of identified for myself. And as a result, you know, I was able to find something um, different but awesome. 
Anything you found in these Twitter, IG, or Facebook um, social streets? Yeah, on Twitter, um, our, what do you call them? Our follower, Ambie, at Ambie Sweetheart. Um, her name's Destiny. Said, shout out to the BA podcast for sharing a list of the best credit cards for college students because I was struggling. Hashtag prayer hands. Hashtag double prayer hands. <laughs> hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Are you ready to break or boost? Because I have actually have a break and a boost, and I cannot wait to rip into my break, especially. Oh my gosh, I have a break. I'm gonna break. You wanna go first? You wanna go first? I'll go first. Um, sorry to make you wait to rip into your to your break. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna do a a a break for Stitch Fix. Um, and I don't mean to call them out. Well, I do because that's only it's like Stitch Fix is one of these um. Uh, clothing subscription services where you fill out like a questionnaire about what you like and your sizes and stuff and you pay $20 a month and they'll send you three to five, I think three to five items in the mail. And if you like them, you keep them and you pay for them. And if you don't, you return them and they keep Mm -hmm. that, they keep that $20. And if you end up paying for them, then they um, put that $20 toward your purchase basically. And I thought it would be great to take like outsource my shopping because I hate going to the to the stores. Like I, I used to be able to spend hours at outlet stores and the mall and stuff, and now I just I cringe anytime I have to do that. Um, so I thought it was a great idea, and I I gave it like three months. I gave it a good try. I found maybe one or two things that I liked that I kept. It didn't feel like the clothes were different or special or cool or interesting, and. They mm. like kind of were my style, but kind of not. And they kind of they make it so that you can tell your stylist because you supposedly get a stylist. Um, you know, what she's you, supposedly. Suppo- <laughs> well, it's like you know, someone sends you a little note saying, oh, "I'm your stylist," and you know, whatever. But who knows if they're like a bot or what? Maybe they're a real person. Um, and you give them feedback. But after that third time, I'm a little risk averse too, and I'm like, I don't want to keep paying my twenty dollars. And then if you if you don't purchase everything, things are I think more expensive than they should be. I always felt like I was paying, like you would save a lot more if you bought everything all at once, but then okay. I would be buying stuff that I didn't like. Well, you get what you pay for, I guess. That's what $20 buys me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, your so, turn. So I'll do my, I'll do my break first and then a boost. Cause that's like nice. So my break is to Tiffany, the budget Nista. On Instagram, you little scam artist. So not me, Tiffany the Budgetista. So there's actually somebody. So my Instagram handle is at the Budgetista, but there's an Instagram handle where their name is literally Tiffany the Budgetista. 
Um, and so they cloned my Instagram page. They, they took, they took my picture. Um, and they actually sent like a friend request to like all my friends. People were like, when I say all day today, I must've got like 50 texts, emails, um, Facebook messages, Instagram messages. Hey, Tiffany, is this you? Hey, Tiffany, is this you? So at first I was like, well, what's their intent? Cause they didn't post anything. So they've been in people's inboxes with their very terrible English saying like, hello, like, if you're like, hey, and then my friend is like, hey, how you doing? Hey, Tiff, what's up, girl? They're like, do you know there is financial programs for people with children and parents and women? And, like, the English is so terrible. And my friend, like, because my friend took a screenshot. She was like, girl, I was like, what the hell is Tiffany talking about? <laughs> I'm like, it's not me. So I posted on my um my, my IG page, like, with a screenshot. Like, this is not me. It's a scam. Please report them. So I already went behind the scenes and did, like, the official um, IG reporting where you have to like take a picture of yourself holding your license, which is like so weird and be like, it's me. I'm the real Tiffany. Um, First of all, they spelled budget Nista wrong. I know. It's an <laughs> I see budget Nista. I'm like, why? <laughs> and I'm like my friends. I'm like, honestly, I'm going to want you to think highly, more highly of me because that's not how you spell budget Nista. Um, but they haven't posted anything, but apparently if you're friends with them, then they'll send you a message. I don't know what they're, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they're trying to scam people to sign up for whatever program and take your money and then you'll think it's me. I'm just hoping that people don't. But obviously, if my own friends, like literally one of my like closest, like, or like tightest friends, I'm like, Diessa, really? Like I looked in their friends list. I'm like, really, Diessa? The person with no friends and like two friends is friendly, <laughs> like <laughs> with the misspelled budget these days. You're like, oh, it's Tiffany. Hey, even though we're friends already on social, just trying to be supportive. I know. So what I did was like people who I was actually friends with in real life, there's maybe like 10 of them. I messaged them. I'm like, girl, you know, that's not me. Right. And they're like, oh, I was wondering. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So if you see Tiffany, the budgetista, it is not me. Hopefully by the time we tape again, they'll be down. <laughs> I haven't looked at your page in a while. I just remember that picture, the throwback you posted on Father's Day. Why did you look like you were 44 years old when you were like... <laughs> Eight years old. <laughs> wow. What even my, is that outfit? Yes. And meanwhile, Mandy, you could not tell me in that purple suit that I was not playing. Yo, that was like my, you can't tell me nothing oh in this God. purple suit. And meanwhile, like the story behind that suit and the reason why I'm not smiling is that that was my first year in public school. Because when I went to Catholic school, you got really dressed up for picture day. So that was like my Sunday's best suit. <laughs> meanwhile, for public school, you, you, don't, you didn't get dressed no, up. No, no, no. And so I went to school in my Sunday's best first year, sixth grade. Yo, when I tell you the kids were hollering. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. And you know what's so crazy? Like now I'm a teacher, so I totally get it. All the teachers were like, oh, because you know, as a teacher, that is so cute that like the one little sixth grader got her Sunday's best on. And I had, of course, my grandma pumps on. <laughs> like, oh, That was the longest you know? day ever, I bet. Then on top of that, I already had a jerry curl, which was not the style. So I just had a lot going on. It was a bad day. And so that picture, I'm literally looking at the camera like, take the damn picture. <laughs> <laughs> I literally ran home from school. My mother was like, I don't care what those kids were wearing. I'm not paying for pictures of you in jeans. I was like, I can't do it, mommy. Please, I don't want to go back to school tomorrow. <laughs> I can't wait to torture um, a child like that. <laughs> So that was my my break, which is Tiffany the Budgetista on, um, like I said, not 
that's my name on Insta, but it's not my Instagram name. My Instagram name is at the budgetista. So don't go cussing me out like at the budgetista, but you can go cuss them out. Um, but my boost is, so when I was there at, um, in, at Essence Fest, sometimes, you know, like I work from home, so I don't necessarily get to see like people's reaction. So you remember the show Living Single? Duh, yeah. I watched it this whole week and I watched like the last season again. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, you know, I mean, like, I don't want to take anything for granted, Miss What is Golden Girl? So, you know. What? So, what? <laughs> so right, anyway, what? I was like doing something called East Suites. Essence had like a, like a, like a, it was kind of like a smaller offshoot event, like that Essence had where they had like other, like um, black business women teach like little classes and, and seminars and stuff like that and panels. And um, so I was there and I saw Kim Coles, who's Sinclair from Living Single. So, like, <gasps> She's yes. like a motivational speaker now or something, yeah, right? She yeah, she is. And so I was in the hallway and I hear her go, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm looking around because like MC Light was there, all these people. And she runs up to me and says, hey, hey, hey. <gasps> Mandra, can you believe it? I was like, wait, what? And she was like, oh my God, Tiffany, I love you. You saved my life. You saved my credit score. I was like, wait, What? And she was like, you make my credit score jump like Jordan. And, you know, like, that's, like, one of my phrases. I was, when I say I was gagging, I was like, wait. I literally just kept saying, wait, okay, wait, wait. And she was like, you don't understand. She said, like, I'm fangirling out. She's like, is this how it feels? Because, like, when people do this to me, I'm like, it feels weird. Are you weirded out? Is this how it feels? <laughs> no. and I, didn't, I didn't even say anything. I was like, wait, okay, wait. And I, because I was so nervous and frazzled, I started singing the living, <laughs> living single song. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> short circuit out of nowhere I'm like we are living she's like looking at me like oh okay um and then her people were trying to rush her away and she's like no I gotta get a picture of Tiffany so we took like a bunch of pictures I and then she likes whisked off and I just was like what what just happened like I grew up I told her I was like yo I grew up who didn't grow up as a brown girl like on living single I mean I, I mean you you're the ones who made it possible for there to be a show friends you know, and I was just, I just couldn't believe it that, cause you know, you're like home, like, huh, huh. and like, wait, people First of are all, like, are, where is this picture? And why isn't she on the podcast? And when is that happening? You know what? I didn't even think about that. Why do you so never think I, about that? I, 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 Tiffany. You know oh my but God. You know I'm going to hit my friend up because you know, now we're besties. Actually, we're not, but, um, I'm definitely going to hit her up. But like, I think, I think a friend of mine is actually friends with her on Facebook. So I'll send her a friend request and I'll definitely ask her, like, you know, if you'd love, I would love to have you on my podcast. And she was so not, I just couldn't believe it, Mandy. Oh Cause I was just, did yeah, she woo woo you? What'd you say? Did no, she no, she woo woo you? No, I would have loved that. Oh woo woo woo. I'm getting emotional for you. I'm like clawing at my chest. I don't know why. That's amazing. I just was, that's why I just randomly started singing because, like, my brain was like, don't know what to say. Just sing the song. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was definitely, like, I haven't even, I saved those pictures. I'm going to do a, a separate post, like, my most epic moment. Because, I, I mean, like, I, I got to go to the HBO Insecure party. I went to this, like, little little party afterwards, and Issa Rae was there and her crew dancing it up. But nothing compared to, like, Sinclair, living single, Kim Cole saying, oh, my God. Hey, hey, hey. When she said, hey, 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 I was like, wait, did she just give me my line? Oh, my God. So, you know what? Remember in the beginning, guys, man, used to hate on my hey, hey, hey. Remember? That's How is this going to turn back on me? <laughs> that is just rude. And also, didn't, like, Fat Albert really originate that? 
existed. And then he's no longer there. Is that in the public domain? (laughs) (laughs) I'm reclaiming it. No, but yeah, it was just, that part was just awesome. And so... Yeah, that was my boost because I didn't. That's, I'm, I'm glad I ended it with the boost because I feel like you know, I don't know the how break you is held that in for so long. I know I was holding it. I was like, "Ooh, this is too good. This is too good." Oh my God. All right, let's get to these questions from our lovely, lovely listeners. Um, you guys can email us at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up at brownambitionpodcast.com to send us your questions. We have a couple of really good ones today I wanted to get to. From Both of them have to do with getting um, a home for the first time. So the first question comes from listener Naomi. Uh, Naomi says, hey, 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 see, everyone loves it. She said, I'm a third-year teacher in San Diego, California, and I'm exploring the option of buying a home using an FHA loan. An FHA loan is attractive to me because there's only a 3.5% down payment and they're lenient with FICO scores. I'm working on improving my FICO score from 630 to get it over 660. My plan is that by the time I apply for the loan, I will have zero credit card debt, only a student loan, and my debt-to-income ratio will be 50% or less. I've heard that if you can't put down a down payment of 20%, you can't afford to buy a house. But I'm 40 years old, and I'm running out of time. What do you think? Um, I disagree with that notion, right, that if you can't put down 20%, you can't afford to buy a house? Well, she just, like, contradicted what she's found out for herself, which is that there are loan programs out there that don't require that much down. Like the FHA loan, for example, um, if your credit score is over 580, they require, and you meet other uh, requirements, um, the down payment's only 3.5%, and they'll even uh, accept people with credit scores under that, um, under 580, but then you'll have to put down 10%. But that's like one of the most common first time homebuyer loans. Yeah. For that that's reason. what I used. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, no, well, not, not obviously for this, this past house, but like the, yeah, the first the, one. Yeah. The first one, that's what I use. I, I, and the thing is the truth is I think I might have had the 20%, but I decided that like I did the math with my mortgage person and she was like, if you put down the 20%, it's only going to lower your mortgage amount by, I think it was like 20 bucks a month. Or she was like, or you can have that cash on hand to help with like any, like, you know, maybe like surprise expenses. And so I decided after like weighing the math on both sides, I decided that, that an FHA loan and putting down that 3.5% was actually like a better deal for me to be able to still have like cash, you know, at hand, which I needed because I was like, you know, buying furniture and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that it means that – I mean, I get it. Like, that's the old school way of thinking. Like, if you can't put down a substantial amount. But, you know, these loans exist for a reason. And if you know that you're – what's most important is what your monthly income is in relation to what your mortgage is going to be. Because what's the rule of thumb, Mandy? Isn't it you really don't want it to be more than 30% your mortgage, more than 30% of what your um your your income is? Um, yeah, about one-third like, is a good rule of thumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would say, honestly, like that you, you want to you don't want to be spending half of your income on on your house because that leaves you with very little wiggle room. So I think that if if you're in that 30 percent range, like, oh, let's just say for math's sake, I'm I make a thousand dollars a month and my mortgage is 300. You're in a good space. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Next question. 
Next question comes from an uh, anonymous listener, also related to home purchasing. Um, she is younger, I think, in her, what is it? What does it say? All right, I'm going to, as a young single person, I don't know what that means. So let's say in her 20s or 30s. She says, I have no debt. I contribute the max to my 401k, a small percentage to my retirement, um, or not retirement, a small percentage to my ESPP, and I have an emergency fund. After paying off my student loans last year, I saved about $20,000, but I live in one of the hottest housing markets in the country. As a young single person, I feel like I'm going to be saving forever, and I'm concerned about knowing who I can trust through the process. I know there are options for lower down payments, but I'm also aware that lenders specifically have targeted black women for subprime mortgage loans in the past. Do you have any advice on where to begin for single first-time homebuyers? It would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. I've heard like um, good things about NACA, N-A-C-A. Do you know what NACA stands for? I never, you know, I never looked into that. Na- no. Wait, yeah, I've heard of NACA, but I forget what it stands for now. So so NACA, um, there are like so many dream catchers um, posted about NACA. And so I've heard good things, although sometimes it may be a little slow, where um, you take a class, they help you get your credit together, and then you can qualify for a program as long as you want to be like, I believe you. No, I don't even think you always have to be owner-occupied. I think you're even allowed to do it with, like, a, a um, rental property. Um, but that they can get you sometimes even 0% down, no closing costs, a really low interest rate. So maybe the interest rate is, like, say, 5%, but with NACA, it might be 3%. So I definitely would look into NACA, N-A-C-A. That's um, Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America. I've never heard okay. of Okay, maybe I haven't heard of that. It's a nonprofit community advocacy and homeownership organization. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I've never, I, I, I can honestly say I've never heard their full name. It's just that I just, you know, everyone just says, oh, try NACA. A, f- a friend of mine did it. She got a three-family house. She does live there. And, like, her interest rate was, like, a point or two less. A point meaning, like, like I said, if everyone's, their interest rate is 5%, that's the going rate. Hers was 3%. So that's significant. Like, it's a lot of money over the lifetime of the loan. And she didn't have to put down a down payment or significantly less. So that's definitely a good place to start. I also do, you know what I, I find? Like, if you get a really good realtor, they often are really um, knowledgeable about different programs happening. And so, like, so I asked a bunch of realtors, even if they weren't my realtor, I asked a bunch of them just like, hey, do you know of any programs? Because sometimes brokers and realtors, you know, will will hear things before we do. or But this is what they do all day, every day, talk about this kind of stuff. So... I um I would ask realtors too, like because I know um MNC Bank and like like Michael and Tony. I mean that's not what it stands for, but um they had like a program for people of color who were buying homes where it was majority of people of color living there, and at the time it was like up to like eighteen thousand dollars or something like that, and now it's I think it's like up to five or six thousand, but you could put toward closing. Um, so that's, you know, that's out there because MNT bank was definitely one of those companies that were, that, that were giving, um, unfair interest rates to people of color. So they got caught and as a result, they have to do this kind of restitution. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think asking real estate professionals is a great place to start. And, um, yeah, she seems worried about getting like scammed or duped into a bad loan because she's a woman or a minority. And yeah, it's, uh, mortgage lenders have discriminated against people of color. Um, that's a known fact. 
What I will say is, you know, since the housing crisis, organizations like the CFPB and with Dodd-Frank Act, um, it's become a lot harder to, to offer bad mortgage loans, like offer loans to people that they can't, that they can't afford um, mm-hmm. or just bad predatory products in general. So want to keep these organizations around. That's why they're here. Um, but, you know, going... If, if yes, you can you can contact like a mortgage broker and see if they have access to any any lenders. But um, you know, start from what type of mortgage you're looking for too. If you're looking for an FHA loan, for example, there is a list of FHA approved lenders that you can work from, and you know that okay, these have been signed off on by um, the Federal Housing um, Authority, and they're you know, legit and kosher. I chose when I, we were shopping for mortgage loans, I didn't use a broker um, because I feel like I know every single bank and ever. Um, and we just basically went to um, three or four different, oh, actually five, if you include, we looked at USAA, we looked at SoFi, looked at Ally, looked at City, and then Quicken Loans, um, which is an online lender for, um, we were shopping for mortgage rates. And you can do things like check their check the complaint database that the CFPB has online and see if there's a ton of complaints against mortgage lenders before. Um, and, you know, but at the end of the day, you want to pick the lender, you know, whether it's like a home homeownership assistance program or something like that, or like a, a regular lender, pick the one that has the best product and the best terms for you and yeah. just compare, compare, compare. So, you know, yes. you're getting the best deal. Yeah, that is like the key. Compare, compare. And it, it, like I would start now. Like so almost like I it's almost like six months before you're like, you know what, I'm going to be looking at houses. You can never be too early with like starting the mortgage process. So I don't know if you did this, Mandy, but I didn't let anybody pull my my um my score until I was like pretty sure this is the company I wanted to go with. Like I just went online, got my score and it was like, no, I know my score. And, you know, they'll, they'll try to like finagle you like, oh, I can't give you a really accurate. I'm like, well, just give me as close as you can to the score that I'm giving you because I didn't want all of these like polls or, and hard um inquiries on my on my credit report when I was going to buy a house. Um, so you're, you don't, just so you know, when you're asking for like interest rates, you don't have to give your score. You're like, you, well, you don't have to give them the, uh, the, the ability to pull your credit score from their end. Right. So what a lot of lenders offer is a quote. They may offer a quote, which is where they may ask for the last four digits of your social um, and do like a soft pull of your credit and then give you an estimate, like a, a quote again, where they say, okay, we might be able to offer you this rate. And that's a good way to shop around because it won't ding your credit score. So um, LendingTree, the company that I work for, offers a mortgage um, marketplace where you can um, basically fill out an online form. You put in a couple of pieces of information, and then they may be able to direct you to lenders who can offer you quotes. So that's what a lot of lenders do now. Um, and that's a good way to shop around when you're just casually shopping around. But if mm-hmm. you're serious about, so she asks sort of what are the steps to, to home ownership. So I would say if you're casually, you know, shopping around, you just want to see what you might qualify for. A quote is one way to go. Um, and then if you're, when you're serious, a pre, mm-hmm. a pre-approval is what you want to get. And with the pre-approval, they're actually going to ask for more financial documents. They're going to ask for your full social. They're going to do a, yes. a, a full-on, you know, hard inquiry to your credit history. Um, that's that shouldn't frighten you from shopping from multiple lenders because as long as you um, get multiple pre-approvals within a short window of time, like fourteen, I think two to fourteen to forty-five days is kind of the standard um, that. Uh, according to FICO, for that window, 
um, it'll only count as one hard inquiry. So for example, my husband and I, when we were ready to shop, we did all of our shopping in like one week and my credit maybe dropped five points. That was it. Um, and it's not that big of a deal and it's, it's not, you know, it's worth it to, to shop multiple lenders, but the pre-approval is important because this is actually a much stronger, um, this is a much stronger vote of confidence from the lender because they're saying, yeah, there's a really good chance we're going to approve you for this mortgage. And here is the rate that we are the pretty, pretty good estimate of the rate we can give you and the terms we can give you. And then you can use that to compare to other um, offers from lenders. And also like when you're buying, when you're putting in an offer on a house, sometimes the seller's agent won't even talk to you if you don't have a pre-approval. And in other cases you may like, look, it's going to make you seem like a much more legitimate candidate than other potential buyers out there. So it can give you like a competitive edge to have that pre-approval because that seller is going to know, okay, they've checked her credit. Um, she has been pre-approved for this loan amount and we have a really good idea that she's going to be able to close this mortgage loan. So we will go with her. So that's another benefit to the pre-approval and, um, yeah, you can get as many pre-approvals as you want. I think we did five in the end. Um, and it was really helpful because we could compare and see what all the differences were. And ultimately we went with the lender that offered us the best deal. Um, and one of the lenders, you know, sometimes they would say, you know, we can beat that rate. If you show us whatever rate, what, you know, other rate you can get. Like I remember we looked at SoFi. SoFi offers a mortgage with just 10% down. Um, and they, uh, they say they don't charge any origination fees, but which is basically like a processing fee for your application. A lot of every mortgage lender basically charges the traditional ones charge origination fees. So one way SoFi differentiates itself is by saying, you know, we don't charge fees. But when we compare to SoFi's um, pre-approval offer to what we were getting from other lenders, their rates were higher. So it was almost like, yeah, there's no fees, but they charge a higher rate, which Mm. over the long term, you know, because we're staying in our house for at least 10 years, that could end up costing us more. So it was it was good to have those things side by side to look at and compare. No, that's good. It's it's there are like a number of numbers you want to look at. Yes. These are good questions. I know we said we're not gonna talk about renovations, but I just wanted to 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 share something that I learned today. I'd gone to City Hall today in Newark because um I heard a little birdie told me that there might be some sort of tax abatement. Um an abatement is basically like a hold on paying taxes um if you're a business owner and a homeowner in Newark. So I was like and I've been calling but like most city halls nobody picks up the phone. So I have been calling for like a month. So I was like you know what let me just go down there because you know it's just I just need to go down. Um so I went and although I found out that know that that wasn't true, or at least that's what the person told me, which I felt like they didn't want to look up anything. So whatever. But I walked into so many different offices. I found that there was a tax abatement program. And I just thought about you, Mandy, that, you know, you might want to ask your city. So here's the way this tax abatement program works in Newark, that if you do renovations, um, you can actually get an abatement on the property increase as a result of the renovation. So let's just say that my property assesses for, let's just say $100,000 and my taxes are $5,000 a year. And then I do $100,000 worth of renovation. So now my property has doubled in value. So my taxes are likely to nearly double. And so if I apply for this tax abatement after renovations are done, I can actually um, um, suspend that additional increase for five years. And I was like, wow, that's awesome, right? Oh, yeah, that's dope. We, my my husband and I were just talking about that because we had just had a tax, a new property tax assessment 
um, this past May, and then we wondered how soon after our renovation they were going to reassess our property and then start taxing us at the higher value. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. I'll do anything oh, yeah, to save money. Right? I was like, you know, just go down to City Hall and see, like, hey, do you guys have, like, any sort of tax? I just, like, kept it general, any sort of tax abatement programs, and the lady ripped that out. And I was like, well, this is good. So, mm -hmm. any other questions? I think that was good, though. Yeah, we're good on questions. You guys, again, hit us up at brownambitionpodcast.com. Ask us anything tab. Just send us a question, or you can email us directly at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Dot com. And if you're feeling particularly sentimental, listen to our last episode where Mandy and I talked about somebody asked a really sweet question about how we met our misters. And um, you guys really enjoyed it. So if you didn't listen, go and listen. And honestly, I like questions like that. So you can def- obviously send us, you know, financial career business questions. But, you know, we're this is also a podcast about like, you know, brown girl life. And so if you have just some like general kind of like life questions you want to ask us, um, you know, we like those too. We're all about the holistic approach, not just money, but other stuff too. Exactly. Which is why we need Kim Cole, motivational speaker, to come on the podcast. <laughs> just saying. Let me call my best friend. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. <laughs> oh, my God, yo. I was like, you have no idea. I mean, no, you know what? Actually, I'm going to send you. I'm going to like text you like the pictures of like my face. Like the, you should see the evolution of like my face. Like, wait, wait, wait. Literally, like, hand to chest, clutching imaginary pearls. Like, my sister my sister Lisa was, like, taking, like, you know, like, secession of pictures. And you could just see me losing my mind. Like, looking at her, like, can you believe it? That's awesome. <laughs> you can retire. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs>